happiness starts from the inside and you bring that happiness into a relationship, nobody outside of you can make you happy. And when I recognized and when I learned this and I learned how to make myself happy and I saw the shift in my world and I saw the shift in everything in my life, I just knew that I had to bring it to other people. So that's kind of why I chose this path because it allows me to bring that to other people and help other people discover how that can work for them and how they can find that for themselves. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and I am back with another incredible guest for another inspiring conversation. And what's really fun is I actually am sitting across the table from her, uh, which only happens a handful of times out of the... I don't know, 60 plus interviews or conversations I've had over the last few years, I can say maybe I can count on one hand how many times I've had the person here in flesh. And so it really is a fun dynamic for me and it shifts. It's a totally different energy. And I imagine, or at least I would be curious if you listening can hear the energy shift when I do an in-person conversation versus uh, something over well I used to do audio only and now I've started doing video so anyway I'll, I'll challenge you listening to go and compare this episode with another episode that was not done in person and tell me if you can uh, hear a difference but today I'm really excited to be here in person with a woman who I actually recently connected with we had met a while ago at an event and then she uh, boldly reached out and uh, picked up that phone that sometimes can be awfully hard to do to connect with another person who's like-minded um, like-hearted and she and I connected right before I flew off to Costa Rica for a month and so I now have the pleasure of getting to speak with her once again and introduce her to all of you so so my guest today is Angela Jensen, and Angela is a speaker, teacher, and coach who works with men and women to find their self-confidence, improve their relationships, and transform their lives. While going through her own personal struggles with self-worth and failing relationships, Angela learned firsthand that overcoming habits and changing beliefs can be difficult and feel insurmountable when trying to do it alone. She now helps individuals find the strength and joy to move through situations that can seem impossible. Her approach helps people to find alignment with a higher power, take action, and get results so they can experience the life changes they desire. After going to school for psychology and prior to becoming a heart-centered transformational life coach, Angela spent many years working in the entertainment and technical industry. Her keys to success are to forgive easily and give without expectation. And out of your entire bio, which is very impressive, that might be my favorite thing that you shared. So Angela, thank you for being here and welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is super exciting and I'm so glad to be getting to sit across the table from you. I know, it's really fancy. It's it's fun. And like I said, it's actually, it's it requires me to engage with you differently than if we were even over video. Um, something definitely shifts when I have the person here with me in person. So this is this is going to be a lot of fun. So what I do with this show, the Being Inspired Radio Show, as I was actually telling Angela as we got here and uh, prepared to start recording, 
I reminded her and myself at the same time of the whole mission behind this show. And when I started it now three years ago, its intention was to be in spirit, to be inspired by whatever desired to flow through me. And now I extend that to each and every one of my guests. These are not pre-planned. These are not, um, I do not have a list of questions. I don't do a ton of research about the individual, not because I don't care, not because I don't want to know about them, but because I really want to practice and trust that in, in the moment where when we come together in this space and time, whatever needs to come up will come up. Whatever needs to be shared will be shared. Whatever question I feel inspired to ask, I will ask. And whatever answer or anecdote or piece of wisdom or inspiration or insight or story or anything you feel inspired to share, you will share. And then for all of those listening, you will receive exactly what you were meant to receive in this place and time. And so what I do is I ask my guests a very simple question to start um, when they when they say, yes, you know, let's be on this show. Let's do this show together. I say, great. What do you stand for? What is that thing that, you know, is alive for you in your life? And Angela wrote back, what I love is a very simple statement, very succinct. And she said, Love yourself, be true to who you are, and follow your dreams. Now, I think that's a beautiful statement, a beautiful intention. And the question that I'm going to start this show off with, and I'm going to ask you, Angela, is why do you do what you do? And if you think about that, what you shared with me, there may be something uh, connected there. But why do you do what you do in the world? So I have always had a desire to give back, to experience connection with other people, and to find ways to help and support the community. Um, For as long as I can remember, I wanted to travel around the world. I wanted to do volunteer work. And before, even before the internet was a huge thing, I wanted to put it on TV so that you could raise awareness through television shows. And going through the relationship that I went through and watching that fall apart, and I kind of felt like I put my dreams on hold for that relationship, and I really lost myself in that process. And as I was coming out of that failed relationship, uh, really trying to figure out how I can use my gifts and trying to see what was right for me and what I felt inspired to do to help others and to bring love and kindness and support into this world. And I found this... I. I found that being a coach and helping people with that heart-centered transformation and that self-worth and that self-confidence so that they can go forward and give kindness to others really called to me. And that's kind of, that's why I do what I do. Mm. So there's this idea that, and I, I'm such a huge believer in this, and it has not yet failed to um, be true in what I can experience with myself and with others that I meet is we are each here to teach what we are here to learn or we are here to share the message that we need to hear, right? So I think there's this why why I do what I do is very much based in that and I can hear it in your story. I can hear it in others that I talk to. And so I hear that you've had your own experience. Was it a 12-year marriage or a yeah, 12-year marriage that ended in a divorce? And in that amount of time, you you lost yourself, right? You, um, you gave up on your dreams. And so it's, it's like the exact opposite of what you're standing for today, which is to be true to who you are and to follow your dreams. And I just, I love to hear that that's often how we find our why. And, and 
for those of us who are willing and courageous enough to listen and then follow it. So what was that like for you? Because I'm always curious. A lot of us may hear the call. We may hear the, we may know that there's something we are here to do or share or be in the world, but something often keeps us from doing it. Um, so when, so from where you were in your failed relationship and, and your t- the timeline might be different than what I'm proposing, but you went through your marriage, you at some point realized, I guess, right, that you had forgotten yourself, you'd lost yourself, you'd given up on your dreams, and then something happened that encouraged you to to step up and start listening. Can you kind of walk us through that journey of maybe hearing the call, maybe ignoring the call, but then what eventually was it that got you to say, yes, I am willing to follow my dreams, I am willing to step out and 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 put myself first, right, be true to who I truly am? So a lot of that is really obviously through what I have, what I had gone through with my relationship. Um, You know, a lot of people look at you when you say you got divorced and they say, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm really grateful for the experience that I had. But very early in our relationship, my ex decided that he wanted to start his own business. And we didn't feel like we could have two businesses kind of going at once. So I worked, I supported the family, I paid the household bills, I made sure that that was all in line so that he could go after his dream. And it was coming up and I had always talked about traveling around the world doing volunteer work. And the intent was that once his business was established that I would be able to leave and I would be able to kind of pursue my passion. And we were just getting to that point when he said he wanted a divorce. And through all of that, I also was going through this phase where I, or the life, life events where I'd put this wall up because my relationship with him was not good. My son was going through a very rough time um, as he was going through adolescence and having a marriage that was kind of falling apart and failing, put that into a rough situation. So he was going through some stuff there. I didn't want anybody to see that because that reflected on me as a mother. I didn't want anybody to see my failed relationship because I wasn't strong enough to walk away when I wanted and I wanted to make it work. So there was a lot of conflicting emotions there. And I had a house that was falling apart around me that I didn't know how to fix. Every time I would want something done, my husband, bless his heart, he had great intentions and he would tear it apart and then realize he didn't know how to put it back together. And <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if any of you can relate Metaphor, to that. <laughs> maybe, but okay. So he would, he would tear it apart and then it would sit there because I didn't know how to get it put back together. And there was lots of stuff going on with that. So I put these walls up. And I was trapped behind these walls. I desperately wanted friends. I desperately wanted a relationship. And I didn't know how to make that connection. And I would literally beg my husband, will you please be my friend? And he would tell me, I can't make you happy. And I didn't understand. Like, I am happy. I laugh all the time. I watch comedies. I'm happy. I just need you to be my friend. I just need a friend. And he's like, no, I can't make you happy. And after he decided that he was ready to separate, when we decided that we were going to call it quits, I went through a phase where I'm like, I am so lonely. And it was very shortly after he left. And I mean, I was that person. I picked up the computer and I Googled how to make friends. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever been that desperate or if you've ever been that desperate, but that's kind of a low point right there, Googling how to make friends. Uh, Because I just didn't know how to do it. 
Um, and I was also, as my marriage was ending, I had a lot of things come up for me, a lot of things bubbling up because I'm always the supporter. I'm very open-minded, try not to judge anybody on what they're going through because I'm not walking in their shoes. So I've always been, oh, you need to separate from your spouse. If that's what's best for you, then that's what you should do. That's the path that you should walk. I'll support you either way. And then it's happening in my life. And I'm like, wow, if it's that easy, marriage is supposed to be forever. This doesn't happen in my family. Marriage is supposed to be forever and you can just walk away. How am I ever going to trust anybody again? What's the point of getting married if this happens? So I was having all of these emotions there too. So I needed something for me, uh, trying to find a way to make connections, trying to find a way to work through all of that. And at the same time, feeling like I had lost 12 years of my life, not going after my dreams, sitting back and letting somebody else tell me how to live my life and living for somebody else instead of living for myself. So I started searching and looking and I found a coaching program that I went through for myself and I recognized and I understood, I finally understood what he meant that I can't make you happy. Happiness starts from the inside and you bring that happiness into a relationship Nobody outside of you can make you happy. And when I recognized and when I learned this and I learned how to make myself happy and I saw the shift in my world and I saw the shift in everything in my life, I just knew that I had to bring it to other people. So that's kind of why I chose this path because it allows me to bring that to other people and help other people discover how that can work for them and how they can find that for themselves. Wow. And um, so as you're saying that, I'm thinking, okay, and do you still want to go out and travel the world and volunteer? Like, is that still part of your dream or has your dream shifted? I do want to travel around the world and do volunteer work. Um, my dream has shifted. At first, when I first had the dream, I really wanted to travel full time, like travel continuously. But I found actually the last three or four times that I've been on the road, when the trip was over, I was ready to come home, which has been such a unique experience for me because I've never wanted to come home before. Mm. Um, so I still want to travel around the world. I still want to do that, but it shifted a little bit. One of, one of the big things, one of the big goals for me and the dreams for me is to be in South Africa where there's a lot of oppression, where there's a lot of stuff going on. And I want to go um, work with women and do women empowerment seminars down in South Africa because I think it would be really amazing to take that experience down there. I love that. So I love that how you shared that there was, I mean, this idea that you had put up all these walls and, and you had, um, you there was so much around protecting yourself, protecting your image, all of the conflicting emotions. And I know I went through a divorce young uh, at a young age in my in my journey and I had some similar I can relate to some of those feelings, the, oh gosh, can I trust myself again? Can I trust this institution of marriage again? Can I trust other people again? Um, what are other people going to think of me being this, you know, yeah, I, again, I signed up for a lifelong thing and three years in, I'm calling it quits. You know, I mean, I had a lot of that um, that I was also faced with. So I can appreciate there's, um, yeah, a lot can come up. And I love that from that, you said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make a change. So you Googled how to make friends, which I find is fascinating, hilarious. And so you, then you got yourself to a coaching program. And, and I am curious out of, did you, 
go into the coaching program, you said you took it for yourself. Was that your primary intention was I need to heal myself and I'll do that through the coaching program? Or did you see that maybe oh, I, I might be a coach one day? I mean, what was your... It became clear very quickly that I would be a coach one yeah. day. Um, however, I did take it for myself. There was there was just so much healing and so many opportunities to bring down the walls. And as you're talking about Googling how to make friends, that's, that's what ultimately led me to the coaching. But what I ultimately found on that was how to have connections with other people. There's, there's a long list of interesting things that come up when you Google that. <laughs> so um, I, did, I did find some other avenues, but it became clear very quickly that I was going to, that I was going to become a coach because of how quickly and how immediately I was able to take some of the ideas and the concepts and implement them into my own life and immediately see changes. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. And then, of course, you talk about such a huge revelation that many, I mean, probably many of us have had at some point in our lives, and maybe some have yet to have it, which is no one can make us happy and that the, that happiness does start within. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I think that can feel like a very elusive idea. It can kind of feel like this, like, well, well what do you mean? Like, you know, I mean, you, you said so yourself. You're like, I mean, I was happy, right? Like, I, I watched shows. I laughed. I, you know, so... Did that, did something truly shift for you? Were you pretending at being happy for a while? Were you, were you um, trying to convince yourself you were happy or had you always been happy and this simply confirmed that for you? What, what was that about being happy? So I really wasn't happy because I wasn't being my authentic self, but there were external things that could give me moments of happiness. And that happiness is fleeting, right? You go on vacation and that makes you happy while you're on vacation. You get to escape your life. You get to go sit on a beach, whatever that looks like. But that can make you happy while it's happening. And then you're done and you go back to your life. And then you live for that next moment of happiness. You don't live in a constant state of joy and appreciation. You don't live in a state of gratitude. You live for that next thing that's going to make you happy. And that's what I was doing. So yeah, I would be happy when I was watching a funny movie. Yes, I would be happy when I had him by my side doing something that I enjoyed doing. Mm -hmm. But once I went through that to realize how I could find my happiness, now as I'm going through my life, there is, even in moments that are hard, even when obstacles come up, even when things are not ideal, there is a sense of joy and satisfaction under all of that that is overriding it, that you can make the best of a bad situation. You can see, like I said, I went through I went through the separation from my husband and the common reaction is, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And for me, I'm so grateful for that experience. It was 12 years of my life. Yep, to a lot of people, it's 12 years of your life that you're never gonna get back. That is the way that I felt. And, but had I not gone through that, I wouldn't be where I am. So sitting back and recognizing that I am grateful for that situation and I'm grateful in the situation that I in now. And when other challenges come back, I can sit back and go, what's the good in this? What am I supposed to learn from this? What am I supposed to take this away? Instead of going into that, oh my gosh, it's happening again. How am I ever going to get out of this type of mentality? that sometimes it's really easy to get caught up in. And so finding that inner peace and that inner happiness really comes from being able to find the gratitude and appreciation for 
whatever circumstance that you're in and knowing that you are bigger than that and that there's more out there for you and that this just is in your life to teach you so that you can grow from it and expand. Oh, I have chills. And it's like, these are such important concepts. And, and for those, some listening, you may be like, absolutely, 100%. I'm right there with you, Angeli. 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 <laughs> one. There we go. <laughs> All right, guys. So you listening, you're not, you might not get this joke, but we started out talking about her name. Um, I met her as Angie. She's Angela in her bio. She's like, you'll be shortening it by the time it's over. And apparently I found a new way of calling you something. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. So yes, and it's like so many of us may be like right there with you. And like, oh, 100%, I get that. That's like, then there may be some of you out there listening like, um, nope, that doesn't make sense. And it, cause it, when you know it, you know it. Like when you start living from a place of joy, when you start living from a place of gratitude, appreciation, it becomes your new norm and and it, it does feel easy. It feels like, oh, well, I now see how everything's happening for me and how, you know, everything's a gift. Before that shift occurs, it feels like it would be the hardest thing in the world, I, I think. I mean, I, I imagine maybe you can relate to that. Um, so feel free to talk to that. But I also want to ask you, how has your life changed or what have you noticed differently in your life now that you've filled yourself up from the inside first from a plate with a you know sense of happiness a sense of joy a sense of gratitude a sense of appreciation have you noticed anything externally shift or change um absolutely i feel like i can call into existence whatever like I am powerfully capable so when I want to you know something actually really funny as you're thinking about it um Damon who is my current boyfriend we've been together for a while and he's like I can't believe how you can just get a parking spot anywhere you go (laughs) (laughs) and I know that seems like a silly thing right but being grateful for it and just knowing and expecting that it's going to be there is is one of the things. And that was one of the first things that's like, okay, well, if I'm learning how to manifest and I'm learning how to do this, and they say that you could do that, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to practice. I'm just going to get good at this, right? I'm going to get good at this one thing. I'm going to figure out how this works so that I can put it into place and use it for other things. And he will he will say that to me all the time. He's like, you always get the best parking spots. Um, so now he's affirming it for you as well. I love it. <laughs> right. There's that. Or calling calling the right people in when I need them. And they were probably there before, right? Because everything that we need is right there in front of us, but recognizing it, being able to see it. When you have, when you have a, a circle around you and when you have that support and when you have people that you can lean on or depend on and open up. And so calling those types of people in and being able to be that support and provide that value back to other people, which is something that I didn't feel like I was able to effectively do before that. So even in just those those minor things, not to mention all of the, the major things, the traveling and being able to get out and about, um, really having that sense of home. Like I said, that's new for me. And that was a major shift in my exterior environment as well. Um, just knowing that I wanted to come back because I wanted to get back to my life. I was done running away from it. And so that was, that was a huge shift for me because I think one of the reasons that I never wanted to be done traveling is because I was running away from my life. And as long as I was on the run, it couldn't catch me. Mm. And now when I'm there, I'm like, yeah, this was a lot of fun. I want to go home. I want to get back to my life because I love my life. 
That's so fantastic. And I'll just add so many good. I mean, yes, the parking spot magic. I mean, it's so great when um, things like that happen. And I love that you pointed out that it's a practice. Uh, anything in our lives, if we, however we choose to show up, for example, you're learning about manifestation, law of attraction. Okay, how can I, how can I practice this? How can I start to create my life to reflect this new mode of being or way of being. I love it because um, there are no coincidences and things do take practice. Like we need to get, I practice being present. You know, I mean, it, my that was my life. I was like, okay, I'm going to practice being present. I need it. And that took effort at first. And then it becomes, you know, oh, I just got the parking spot because, well, that's just what happens, right? Um, but I also love that this this idea of recognizing that you had been running away from your life. I recently traveled to Costa Rica and so many people said, oh, have a great vacation. How was your vacation? And they kept calling it a vacation. And I kept thinking, it's not a vacation. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm, and I'm, this is my own. I'm not saying vacation is bad and what I did was good. I'm just simply, I didn't identify with it in the way most people tend to identify with a vacation, which is typically something that we as you said earlier, leave our lives to go do. Like I need to get away from my life, go sit on the beach, have a week or two to, and then I have to go back, right? Whereas for me, it was simply, I moved my life to a different location for four weeks and I worked and I connected with people as I would have. And I took a few days off to experience something and, you know, but I didn't see it as this thing I had to escape from in order to go do. Uh, and so even coming back didn't feel, a lot of people ask me, how's it feeling back to come back? I said, well, I mean, I'm now I'm in a different place than I was a week ago. You know, that's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I love that analogy because it's so true, right? Um, so yeah, that's, and so that that's what I want when I travel, but I also want my home base because my family's here and before as I was I was getting away. So I love I love that because that is very a very accurate description. And that's what I yeah, that's what I heard you saying. It's like, yeah, there's nothing to and yes, I actually when I walked into my apartment I go, Oh, this you know, so it, it you know, it wasn't I wasn't missing it while I was gone and yet I appreciated it when I walked in. And so I'm hearing Yes, that's what you're saying gratitude and appreciation, joy and appreciation. And you said something earlier. I mean, uh, I think you said this. Gosh. I... <laughs> well, that's okay. We you know, if you didn't, if you didn't, we're just going to pretend you did in another, in some other dimension you did. Um, that, you know, there are going to be ups and downs. I mean, the, to, the word happy, I think we can often, that also can get misconstrued, right? This idea of, oh, I'm always happy. Ah. Can you address that a little bit where, at least in your experience, um, what does happiness mean? And I've heard you use other words, joy, gratitude, appreciation, right? Um, I mean, even I'm thinking I woke up this morning, it's a gray day, it's kind of gloomy. I felt that energetically. And, you know, how, so how do you respond to that in your own life when you still go through the, the waves, the ups and downs, um, but you're doing it maybe from a different place than you would have, you know, five years ago? Yes, absolutely. It doesn't mean that there's not ups and downs. It doesn't mean, as a matter of fact, um, probably just the other day I was sitting back and I was like, oh, my energy is a little bit off and I didn't, couldn't really put my finger on it. And what I really realized was somebody asked me what's new and I'm like, hmm, nothing. And as soon as I said that, it's like, okay, am I really living or am I once again stuck in a rut? Anyways, that diverts from your question. But, but your question is, 
how how do you deal with that? Because being happy all the time seems unrealistic, right? You're going to experience things that are not ideal that you're not going to walk in and be all smiles about. But at the at the core of it, are you still living a life that you love? Are you still excited to get out of bed in the morning? Are you still are you still going, "Wow, this is a a day that is ne- that I'm never going to be able to live again. So I need to make the most of it. I need to put myself out there. I need to step outside of my comfort zone. And at the end of the day, can I sit back and go, yeah, that was a satisfying day. I did everything that I was meant to do today. I like that right there. Again, body chills. Like at the end of the day, can I sit and reflect and say, did I do everything I was meant to do? And to really own that and feel that like that's, That's very powerful. So you talk about following your dreams. You talk about loving yourself, you know, being true to who you are. What sort of, and you've already been giving us little, little tastes of, um, of advice or, or thoughts around that, but is there anything else you would say to someone? Um, maybe you do say this to people. What would you like to say to those listening now when it comes to loving yourself, being true to who you are and following your dreams? So one of the things is I think that a lot of, a lot of us don't recognize how self-deprecating we actually are. Our subconscious doesn't have a sense of humor, so anything we say gets implanted into our subconscious and we begin to believe it, even if we're making a joke at our own expense. So when it comes to being happy, joke on the side of, I'm too good to do that, or I'm too, you know, like not arrogant, not egotistical, but on the side of, yes, I'm really good. I'm really confident. I know what I'm doing. Like you can joke that way. And that is so much better than the self-deprecating remarks because you're building your confidence up and you're building your sense of self-worth up rather than tearing it down. Wow. I've never heard it that way. And that is so brilliant. And I'm sitting here thinking, but I love to be sarcastic. I wonder how much my subconscious has been (laughs) misunderstanding me for so many years. Oh, that's so brilliant. And, And even there, you know, I hear a little bit like, oh, don't, you know, not, you know, not gloating or being egotistical and you know it's so interesting because that's so common for us to do like the moment I know on my own path my own journey thus far it's been like well I can't say too many good things about myself right like we we're so quick to pull ourselves back down so I love that permission and I love the invitation to say I mean if you are going to joke around with yourself at least be like god I am just so freaking amazing I can't get over myself you know <laughs> like allow yourself because the thing is most of I guarantee it even me saying it just now I felt a little bit of like you know there's a little tug like oh don't say that but you're but still it's you know? the sarcastic it's yeah. the humor but that's the better humor that's because right. then you're training yourself that it's really okay for that stuff to come out out of my mouth um, I, I am quoting somebody here. I was listening to a coaching session um, the other day, and one of the things, one of the quotes that came out of it that I absolutely loved is the seeds that are in your heart are the words that are going to come out your mouth, is the fruit that comes out your mouth. And so if you pay attention, if you notice what you're saying and you pay attention to what you're saying, it can really give you a window into the seeds that you're planting inside yourself and how you really feel. That's brilliant. Well, thank you for you remembering that quote and bringing it to us, sharing it with us. And thank you to whomever felt inspired to share it the first time. So beautiful. All right. I would love to um, pivot to my closing questions now that we've uh, better understood a little bit of where you've come from, a little bit of how um, I think why you are passionate about what you're passionate about. And um, 
seeing how that started to unfold in your life. I like to ask my guests how, what has inspired them along their way. So maybe we'll learn even more about you. Um, but my first question is who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Uh, a great source of inspiration for me is honestly my best friend. She does a really good job. She's studied a lot of this material with me. She is a huge cheerleader. Uh, Damon is a huge source of inspiration and is a constant cheerleader for me as well. And then, um, you know, people like Jen Sincero, she is absolutely amazing. And my mentor in the coaching program that I went through would be Mary Morrissey, would probably some, mm. probably be some of the people that are at the top of my list for inspiration. And then I like to follow up if I, if, um, on this, because some, most guests kind of, they say who, but they don't say why. Why do those people inspire you? Like I said, my best friend, she has studied this material and she keeps me on point. And if I have something that I need to work through, I do have my own coach, but a lot of times I'm working with my coach on something very specific. And if something outside of that comes up, she is very good at helping me stay on my path and stay true to who I am. Mm -hmm. It's very important to have those partners and believing in that support system around. And she walks the walk right along with me. So we're able to inspire each other. Uh, my boyfriend, he is constantly in a state of gratitude, talking about how amazing things are and reminding me to be grateful. And at the same time, I'm learning so much from him, learning the art of patience. <laughs> so he has inspired me in that way. And he has also helped me recognize even more what it's like to be in that healthy environment and have and and really embodies that that sense of joy and appreciation. Mm -hmm. And then Jen Sincero, she is very witty. She's got a very good sense of humor. So if I were going to follow someone or want to get that inspiration and want that dose of um, wants that dose of humor along with it, she's very good for that. So that's that was actually one of the biggest sources of inspiration for me to seek out coaching. Mm -hmm. um, I Googled how to make friends, but I also had received one of her books as a gift with something written in the cover by a friend of mine that says, what I like least about you is how you're how you're self-deprecating that's not exactly the way she said it yeah. basically so that was a huge source of inspiration for me and because that's kind of where i got my first taste that's also somebody that i've kind of kept up on and continue to look at her stuff and work with her and then uh, mary morrissey that was the program that i chose she's very heart-centered she is very spiritually based and she's got a great um she was really able to teach me in a way that was digestible for myself so that I could move forward and move down this path and become a coach. Mm. I love all of those reasons. And I love asking that question because as I've started, started to kind of push guests a little bit more, because sometimes I won't get a full explanation, uh, what I'm noticing and what I love so much about it is you're essentially now, as you say this, uh, rattling off all of your greatest qualities. Uh, which I think is so fantastic. So it's as I hear you express what you see as inspiration in others and why that they inspire you, I'm seeing that in you, right? I mean, you are doing each of those things in your own way, but everything you just said, I've experienced with you in the last 35 minutes. And so I just think that's, that's exceptional. And it's a good reminder for me that whenever, and I actually had a conversation with another woman on a pot on this podcast, uh, 
I'm not sure how the order will come out. I think this episode will come out after. But uh, we were talking about that same thing is that whatever we see in others is, is purely a reflection of what's already within us. And so when we can tap into that and when we can really explain what is it about those people that inspire us, those are qualities that we possess. And, and again, I'm seeing those not only that you possess them, but you are expressing them as well. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really great reminder that uh, your your reality and the people in front of you and what inspires you is just being reflected back to you. Our realities are reflected realities, and that's a really great reminder. Yeah, so it's fun for me to now see that. I'm like, ooh, I love it. And I love Jen Sincero. She's a, um, yeah, I read You're a Badass at Making Money. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that was the book or if it was her other um Do you remember the book that you received? Uh, You are a badass. so stop yourself doubt and mm-hmm. I the yellow one. Yep, yeah, I <laughs> think yeah, exactly. Yeah, I the how to make money the, is the green one. The green one. She's got that's a blue right. one out that's a really short. Ah, <laughs> got it. I love it. So color coded books are helpful apparently for us who can't remember all the subtitles. <laughs> all right, I love it. That was our first question. Oh, I'll move on to question number two now. Um, what place or activity most inspires you right now? Um, I really enjoy being out in nature and I really enjoy being in water, but or near the water. However, if I were going to say what really inspires me most right now is an activity that we didn't talk about at all, and it's called couch surfing. And I love it because it has allowed me to connect with different cultures and with people all over the world and bring that together and bring a little piece of that into my world so that I can take that and give that to other people. So that's really inspiring and uplifting for me. I love it. Yeah, you're right. We didn't talk about that at all. So we're going to talk about it a little bit right now. So <laughs> what I also love is that um, you've talked about your dream of traveling the world. And as soon as you said that and reminded me that that is another part of your life, it's like, oh, right. You bring the world to you. So you aren't, you don't have to travel necessarily to still have that experience of cultures and diversity and, and the stories. So tell us a little bit more about the coach. Uh, coach. Well, you coach and you couch. Coach. <laughs> Coach serving and couch surfing. How about that? Uh, So couch surfing, it's much like Airbnb shared space. However, there is no money exchanged. I let people come into my home free of charge and sleep on my couch or sleep in the guest bedroom or wherever I have space for them. And over the past two years, I've hosted, at this point, I'm close to 80 people. And it's been the most life-changing experience for me ever. It's actually where I learned to tell my story over and over and over again and come to peace with it and find the gratitude and the good things in it. But I've hosted people from all around the world. I bring them in. And I've, as a result of it, I've made friends from all over the world. I have um, not, you know, open invitations that if there's some place that I wanted to go or if there's something that I can do, but being able to experience cultures and the language barriers and finding ways through those and navigating through those has just been so much fun and so energizing and being able to talk to people about their experiences and seeing that there is so much more to life than we see when we live inside our little our little box and mm-hmm. being able to understand and build dreams that are based on knowledge of what's out there is it's just been super inspiring and life-changing and I love it. Mm. I I'm just excited about it and anyone listening if you're like wow what I mean yeah there's a whole and there's a whole world of that out there. I mean I know you know you're not the only one who's doing this and I think it's just so 
because it's still fairly under the radar and yet there's a whole community and culture of this you know of couch surfing and and these sorts of experiences um i just find it phenomenal i love it and you said something really important that i it's a I heard it last night as well, so I know I'm supposed to be hearing this right now, and I'm going to share it with all of you listening. Um, you said it was through those experiences where you could share your story over and over again so that it could lose its power over you a bit, right? So you could find the joy, the gratitude, and the gift in it versus it have happened to you. You were the victim, right? Correct. And just last night, I was at this live storytelling event um, uh, hosted in Sioux City by Beacon La- uh, Story Lab, excuse me, and Allie Carson, and she had been to an event, and I'm forgetting the term now, but it was this idea that we need to speak, We need it's through telling our stories, and typically over and over again, that that is exactly what happens. They start to lose their power. And I'm, I've always been a huge believer and fan of, we are not our stories. And I used to get a little like upset when people kind of kept clinging to their stories. But what I'm noticing is it's through telling them and sharing them that we begin to let them go and they we release them from having that grip which is why I do what I do in the world right now which is helping you know write books and helping others write books because it's important to release those stories so I love that that's one of the things that you've experienced by having all these amazing people coming through your home so of course you're giving them something they've given you something it's a, it's this perfect exchange absolutely it it really is and you're so right with the with the releasing our stories. We all have a story, but none of us are our story. And being able to release that and move on and recognize that you can be whoever you want to be and you still have the story and it doesn't have to have that control over you is pretty amazing. It's so good. And I've been hearing that message so many times lately. So something to pay attention to. Um, Okay. My third question, I like how we're actually using these questions to go deeper. Um, My third question is, uh, what is a favorite book that has inspired you personally or spiritually or eh, just in general? What's the book that's inspired you? Well, uh, I already talked about my experience with the You Are a Badass book and how that really was my catalyst into into coaching as I was as I was going through that and my friend had given me that book. I mean, there's so many little pieces that all come together, right? But if I had to... I think that would be it. I think I've really shared. That's probably my number one. Um, I've read a lot of really amazing books. I've, you know, there's a lot of really great things out there, but that one really did shape the direction of my life. And I take something new away from it every time I read it. And it's something that comes up over and over again. Yeah, I've heard that. I I haven't reread often. I haven't reread the books that served as that catalyst or that pivotal point. And yet um, I've heard from people who do. Yeah, you really, you you get what you need out of it, right, each time. And and I that is important. Those those books, whether it's a book or it was a podcast or it was a, an encounter with someone, they can really serve as that. Um, if you think about the hero's journey, they, they serve as our mentor, the, the thing or the person that serves as that, okay, I can take the leap. I can heed the call. I can enter you know, this unknown world. And, um, and so I think those, they carry a special place in our hearts. You know, I'm sure you've read, and I know for me, I read The Power of Now. That was my, that my catalyst. I've read plenty of other inspiring books since, Mm -hmm. but I will probably always go back to that one as being the thing that, that changed my life or changed the course of my life. 
Yes, yes, exactly. If I had to, if I had to pick a reading material, like there's so many different things that were the catalyst for the change in all these different categories. But you're so right. Going back to that one, that one inspirational moment or that one thing. And I would say that that from a reading materials, it's that book. So good. So good. Yes. Awesome. All right. So let's make sure that for anyone who's inspired now to follow up on you, reach out to you, where can they find you? How can they get in touch? What would, what would be a good way for them to do that? I'm on Facebook as Empowered Commitment, otherwise www.empoweredcommitment.com. Love it. Oh, and how about putting the word commitment in your business name, especially knowing your story. I'm sure we could go off on a whole nother tangent there, <laughs> which we're going to have to wait for another time to do that. But that's awesome. All right. Empoweredcommitment.com. Uh, find her on social media. I will link to it in the show notes. So of course, make it easier for you guys. Is there anything uh, that you'd like to close with or end with or say to our listeners before we wrap it up? I would like to say thank you so much for having me. This has been an amazing experience, a lot of fun. I'm so glad that I could come in and do this. And to all your listeners, um, just like to leave with a quote that you are far more capable and powerful than any situation, circumstance, or condition in your life. So whatever your dream is, don't be afraid to go after it with all your heart. Wow. Okay. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Um, So thank you to Angela for being here, sharing yourself, your gifts, your inspiration, your insight, your wisdom, you as a person. Thank you for being here. Uh, Thank you to each and every one of you out there listening. Thank you for being who you are in this world, remembering that you're more capable than you think you are, remembering to love yourself, be true to who you are, follow those dreams, and uh, remember that you are not only being inspired by us in this moment, but you are inspiring others. So keep doing that. And thank you for tuning in. Subscribe if you haven't. Share this if you feel the call or you know the perfect person to send it to. Like it, rate it, review it. Do all the things so that we can keep these messages spreading further and further around the world. And until next time, many, many blessings.